0: Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello and welcome along to Leader Manager Coach. Welcome along to the podcast. It's Rob Riles welcoming you to another edition. Great to have you with us. And hopefully you're going to enjoy what we've got to talk about today. Now, as you know, on leader, manager, coach, we do have a bias towards the beautiful game. And we often talk about managers and coaches and obviously leaders in the game. And for a long time, I've had on my bookshelf an autobiography of somebody who's been in the the management game and the coaching game but is probably most known for his playing career. And I think the word and the label leader fits pretty perfectly with this individual. And I just picked the book up, and uh, look, it was an easy read, as it was meant to be. It's interesting to those, particularly who probably lived through the time that this individual was playing the game. And the individual I'm talking about, is Roy Keane. Roy Keane, primarily of Manchester United fame, and obviously, for those who know, infamous for his characteristic on and off the field, outbursts and things that go along with making somebody interesting. And it was a good read in the fact that it gave you the other side of the coin. And it was frank, and it was honest, and it was really interesting. And I thought it was a great, a great, there were a great number of points in it that were pertinent to leader, manager, coach. And I want to share them with you. So it's the autobiography called "Keen," written by Roy Keane and Eamon Dunphy. And look, there are not a million different points from this book. And you could almost probably guess what the main structures of the psychological points and the attitude points and the career points and the things that you can take out of this book and apply to your own life are but they are interesting and they're worth discussing so here we go i'm going to start by saying that for want of a better phrase to begin with and to kick us off roy Keane despised mediocrity the book is littered with Roy's anecdotes about how mediocrity absolutely drove him wild and how he saw it and smelt it and how it got to him because he saw that as an absolute failure and we'll come on to a little bit more about that in a minute he had an intolerance of it he could almost smell it he could almost he had he had this almost imperceptible sense that other people in the team and the organization and people around him were taking their foot off the gas he could also tell when the opposition were doing it as well he was almost like a predator in the way he describes himself he could tell when the opposition were weakening he could tell when his teammates weren't quite at it he could tell when a coach or manager wasn't doing it he could tell when the organization wasn't right he was a little bit of a perfectionist in one way. And we all know the downfalls of being a perfectionist. But the book is littered with that. And I think the lesson from that is, look, if you want to hit the, the heights, and let's face it, the man's hit the heights, you know, he, he's achieved in the game at the top level. You have to be, you have to be, but it helps if you have aims that are extraordinarily high, in fact, it's probably an absolute must. And he certainly had that. I think the downside of it was, and the upside, but with upsides, there's always downsides, isn't there? Every, everything has its, everything is a double-edged sword. It drove him on to achieve what he did. It drove him to drive other people. But it also drove lots of wedges between him and others too, which caused him untold amounts of anxiety he wasn't averse to speaking the truth and again for me it's a good thing it's hard to speak the truth and he did that maybe he wasn't always correct in what he said but he spoke his truth and there's a lot of value in that if we look at the reasons behind him being so driven it is a lovely story in the fact that he was back in ireland and was drifting he was drifting because, as a young player, he hadn't really been selected. Maybe he was a little bit small, and he hadn't gone on to establish himself as a teenager with a professional club in his late teens. And he, he admittedly was getting into bad habits and sleeping in and having jobs that had no future and wasn't really motivated. But he spied a chance, a back door, and this is another great lesson. In the fact that the pathway to success is never a big, wide, clear road. It's always the little zigzaggy mountain path that you look at and think, I can't really see beyond the next couple of steps, but let's give it a go. And he went on these trials, eventually ended up at Nottingham Forest. And he kind of saw that as his last chance saloon. And he was dropped into an environment where he was so glad of the opportunity. He grasped it with both hands, both feet and his mouth. And he was with other players who had been in the system for a long time, a variable amount of time, who were complaining, who weren't really at it, who weren't as motivated as him and he used every little bit of that and he was spotted as somebody who was driven. And he says it drove him mad that on a cold, wet Wednesday afternoon, the other Players were just going through the motions. He saw this as a an absolute dream. And you speak to anybody with an understanding of life outside the game, and they will tell you that football isn't a job. <laughs> Playing football is not a job. It may not be comfortable all the time, but it ain't a job. It isn't getting up at five o'clock in the morning, walking in the rain to a cold factory unit, doing eight to ten hours. Walking home and doing the same five days a week. Football isn't like that. It's different. And Keane recognised that. And he used that to his advantage. He fought for every opportunity. And it it wasn't long before he got recognised. And he started to get first team football. And he did well. And he was a leader on the pitch. And we move it on really. Because Keane is known for his time as the leader at Manchester United and he talks with great fervour as I'm sure you would about United and there's a couple of interesting things that I'd like to mention he talks about the culture at Manchester United and he says it all came from Sir Alex and Sir Alex had created this culture and whether he'd Taking that on from Sir Matt, what Sir Matt had created in the '60s, but he created two things really. One, this family club, an enormous organisation, arguably the biggest footballing organisation in the world, a dynasty. But within that, there was a family atmosphere, a family club where everybody was appreciated. And he said it all came from Fergie. This is an amazing achievement. Are you struggling to find that extra edge to help you stand out above the crowd? Separating yourself from the rest is often about personal leadership. Achieve your true potential and become who you really can be. The Leader Manager Coach Pro Course is a unique membership accessing the knowledge and wisdom from history's greats that will help you develop both personally and professionally to make you truly stand out. The Leader Manager Coach Pro Course. Access now at patreon.com. Leader Manager Coach. He says the success on the field when he got there, it was obvious what caused it and what created it. And that was the leaders on the pitch. And he talks about Brian Robson. He talks about Kevin Moran. He talks about Paul McGrath. Yes, he talks about the drinking culture. But he says, that aside, there were real, real men and leaders who stuck together on the pitch... And some of them also off it. And when they went out there, as far as he was concerned, the games were already won. And in terms of that winning desire and abhorrence of mediocrity, Keane says if they ever lost one game, the Monday training session would be hell. Not from the management's point of view, but from the players' point of view. They would be getting stuck into each other And things would not be comfortable. That was the example and the picture he painted of a club that was driven by real leaders and real men. Now on leader, manager, coach, we discussed in detail the great work by Sam Walker, the captain class. How great teams have achieved because of one individual, at least one individual on the pitch. Whether it was their official captain or their unofficial captain. And you could really see a parallel between Manchester United with Roy Keane and that book. But not just Roy Keane with the other individuals. Captain Marvel, Brian Robson, who Keane says was as unbelievable as we, as we thought he was. Captain of Manchester United, captain of England, could run forever, brave as a lion, scored goals, box to box. What a player. And then anybody who ever lived through that will understand what Keane's saying. Mark Hughes, Paul McGrath, Kevin Moran, Steve Bruce, Dennis Irwin, and on and on and on we go. Leaders on the pitch. An extension of the manager on the pitch. And Keane doesn't just talk about amazing players. He talks about doing the basics, the cumulative effects of doing the basics right Crisp passing, if we're talking about technically. Chasing back, closing down, moving, keeping the ball. He talks about not panicking if you go a goal down, but just keep doing the basics and doing them right. And he talks about the successes and, and he actually says, there were so many teams that came to Old Trafford and were beaten before they started. He said you could smell it, you could tell. And as soon as the game started, they might have given you 15 minutes of effort and bluster. But as soon as they went a goal down or the pressure started to increase, they were gone. And that tells a story about preparation and not just relying on what happens on the day. And he talks about the successes and how they had to work and how they won the Champions League and the treble. He also talks about how he, through his own misdemeanours, had to miss the Champions League through not being available, through suspension. I think the pain of that was pretty awful. I think he was along with Paul Scholes, couldn't play in the final. I think it was Scholes, please excuse me if I'm wrong. But he actually says, and it's a very interesting point, that when United won the treble, they were starting on the downward slope. And he actually says we, they were lucky to win. They scraped through. It was an amazing game. They grasped it from the jaws of defeat with Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, the baby-faced assassin. And he said he couldn't bring himself to celebrate after the treble, after winning the Champions League. Not only because he'd felt so out of it with not playing, but also because he could smell the crumbling change in attitude that had been apparent for a, a number of weeks, maybe a number of months. And that's an amazing thing. And he believed that all the celebrations and everything that he calls being yesterday's hero marred Manchester United in the coming days, weeks, months and even years because they couldn't attain the heights. And the lesson from him, and I I think he's right, is that you have to build your arc before the storms come. And if you just sit back on your laurels and wait and think... Oh, we've, we've achieved a victory, we're great, we're okay. The, the, the desecration has already started to happen. You have to keep striving, keep repairing, looking to the future, making things better. And that was what he smelt at Manchester United. And he was proved to be right. He absolutely hated comfort zones and it drove him wild. He talks about the need In elite professional sport to be ruthless. And in the game itself. As a striker in the final third. How many teams have lost games and and don't get where they should. Because they're not ruthless enough. You get 7 chances in a game and you don't score. You get 7 chances and you score 2. Because you're ruthless. Or you get 3 chances and you score 1. Because you're ruthless. He also talked about watching a film about Muhammad Ali who, despite having a gold medal, wouldn't compromise on his own principles and had his world title stripped away from him. And Keane said he believed so much in that and it drove him on. He didn't compromise. So, to keep it short and to summarise it, what are we looking at in terms of life lessons from Roy Keane? Don't compromise as long as you believe in it. Stand by it, stick by it, because he didn't compromise, he wouldn't compromise. Don't accept mediocrity. Be ruthless. And whatever it is you're doing, it's a bit of a biblical principle anyway, go all in. As Rumi, the great poet says, if you're going to speak, speak all your words until you're finished. If you're going to run, keep running until you run out. Whatever it is you do, go all in a few great lessons from roy Keane. try the book it's interesting if that's your bag it's leading manager coach thanks for listening hope it helped catch you later bye bye <laughs>